Welcome to In the Stacks from the Half Hollow Hills Community Library. We're talking about the stories we love because we think you might like them too. From bestsellers to old favorites to undiscovered gems. We talk about it here so that you can find it In the Stacks. Hello, I'm Charlene. And I'm Ellen. And we're librarians at the Half Hollow Hills Community Library. Today we're here to talk about a book that I um, used in my book group. It's called Boys in the Boat by Daniel James Brown. Not the Dan Brown that you may think you know, but this right. is Daniel James different Brown. Different Dan Brown. A different Dan right. Brown. The other Dan Brown. Right. And this book is about um, rowing. It takes place um, during the 1936 Olympics, and this was the 80th anniversary of their gold medal winning. Um, and if you know anything about rowing, it's a very uh, difficult sport. Uh, you need a lot of strength and endurance, and you need a camaraderie within the group of the nine rowers. Okay. Um, the nine rowers it, back in the 30s um, usually were an elite group. It's from the um, 19th century that organized uh, sports of this type was actually established. And most of the time it was for the elitist. Right. Um, you'd see Harvard, Yale. Right. That's what I and, picture. Yes. And, and their white linens right. rowing. Yeah. And these particular young men, there were nine of them, were from the University of Washington. So it's almost like that American story where the underdog, the uh, underprivileged are the ones that rise up to the top. These boys were um, from families of loggers, um, farmers, dairy um, farmers. They were uh, not the elitists. They had to work. And according to that time of the Depression, they were able to get jobs through public services because they needed to work during their time that they were off from school to provide them with the tuition. Wow, very interesting. So we all remember about the Miracle Team from uh, the 1980 Olympics Correct. hockey. Yep. And they actually call them the Miracle Team. Just an aside, I um, lived next door to the Olympic um, goalie backup, Steve Janicek. Oh, so we knew, we knew about the Miracle <laughs> Team, saw his gold medal in person. But Mr. Brown actually says this was the Miracle Team because they were the underdogs. Um, and how he started this particular story was um, he was at his own home, but he was at an association meeting. And one of his neighbors um, approached him. Her name was Judy Kantz. And she asked him if he could stop by and visit with her father, who was in hospice. And there weren't that many more weeks left in his life. And he was a great admirer of Mr. Brown and his works of fiction, nonfiction. And um, so he went to talk to him, and he discovered that he was on the rowing team for this 1960, 1936 Olympics. Yeah. And he found out from listening to this gentleman for a few weeks, and um, until his passing when he actually heard from Judy that they were very modest men. Uh, they were very close in their race to, um, to compete in the Olympics. They, in the beginning, beat the team. The, the team actually was University of California that they needed to beat. 
Then they beat, beat Harvard, Yale, wow. and the British. So they were able to get a ticket to the Olympics in 1936. And when you, um, there was an interview with Mr. Brown, and he asked what he found unusual or what did he learn from writing this book was that the endurance of the men. You know, we talk about, he said, nowadays these rowers are over 200 pounds. Really? At that time in the 30s, they were like 165 oh pounds. <laughs> um, the boats were made out of cedar, the shells. So that's a heavier boat than with the man-made materials that are used now. Oh, sure. He found that besides being modest, um, there was a bonding that these men had. Because if you know anything about this particular sport, it just doesn't depend on one, like in baseball, the hitter, or in football. They all mm -hmm. have to perform. If no they superstar. don't, they don't. And then they have the coxman, who is the ninth one, and he literally, figure, uh, figuratively, steers this boat right. and gets all of them in sync. So they really had quite a few challenges going on. Um, Joe Kantz, who he writes mostly about, and his um, climb into this particular position, it was very hard for them. The coaches was very hard. They were waking up quite early to do all of the rowing. Yeah. And if you remember, of course, in the 30s, they didn't have these rowing machines. They had nothing. They had no endurance, <laughs> medication, nothing yeah. to survive in to survive in this. And there's a very sad story about Joe and how he came. His mother died very young, and we can always talk about the American um, story about the evil stepmother. They kind of let Joe handle himself on his own oh, really? as a teenager. Ah. So there's a story in itself, but we, um, Mr. Brown found that in learning about these boys, learning from the letters, learning about his daughter Judy, right. they were very modest. Yeah. They hardly talked about what they achieved yeah. in this particular That's um, how it was back in Olympic the day. Race. It men was. Men were men. Well, <laughs> and we had really heroes. We yes. had really sports figures. And he also found out, um, Dan Brown, in writing this story, not just about the endurance, the bonding, but how Hitler made Berlin like a movie set. How? The wow. The camouflaging that he did to make sure that he was going to show that Berlin the was the new Germany yeah. and that what we were hearing about at that particular time was That's not happening. That's so interesting. That's another book in itself, I think. It is. And they had, of course, you know, I'm not going to tell you the end, but you do know that they did win the Olympics. <laughs> they had um, their race, and as far as their competition and their time, right. was not beaten in 36 or 37. Wow. That's amazing. And years ago, or even that time, um, and now with the present teams, they're always, as you can see when in the Olympics, past Olympics, they're always looking for the stars now. They're no longer the um, right, people that, that are team. coming from a team. They're actually people yeah. who are on paid teams. And you didn't have that back then. And also when they ran the race, they were at a disadvantage. Besides the weather, they were in a very bad position in the race. Oh, right. So what happened is when the caller called for them to go out, they couldn't hear it because they were thousands oh at this particular race. They couldn't even hear the call. Wow. It's a wonderful story with where we hear about um, how people rose up. 
to a challenge that they thought that they would never be able to. That um, sounds like an inspiring book. It was, if you like, um, nonfiction stories that read like fiction about the Olympics and about heroes, um, unsung heroes. Uh, Joe Kantz at that time was alive when um, Mr. Brown wrote this story, and, uh, and Mr. Morris was the only surviving two. Mm. And he said that, again, speaking to them very modest, and when Joe knew he was going to write this book, he said, I want you to write it about the boat. So what he meant was, it's not just about me. Right. It's about everyone. That's beautiful. Great way to sum it up. So, okay, thanks, Charlene. Um, thanks for telling us about the book. And I guess that's it for this episode. So um, I forgot what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> I'm Charlene. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm Ellen. And you can find us in the Stacks. Or online at in the Stacks podcast.wordpress.com. <laughs> <laughs>